Hi, welcome to today's podcast. My name is Susan Moser, a partner at Cherry Beckert and leader of the firm's government contracts practice. Our podcast today is going to focus on the SBA AA program. This is going to be a series, first of a series of podcasts that we'll discuss, we'll discuss various aspects of the AA program. Joining me today is one of my tax partners, John Yur, who uh, works with lots of government contractors and AD firms as well. Um, today, what we want to cover is a little bit about the the basics of the AD program. What is it? Uh, what are the opportunities? What are the requirements to apply for the AD program? In subsequent podcasts, we'll get into a lot of other aspects of the program. What are the requirements to stay? Um, how to be successful? Um, lots of different uh, avenues. Um, so first off, I just thought I'd give a little background on uh, my experience dealing with 8A contractors. So um, I realized today that uh, in 2021, it's been 30 years since I first started working with 8A companies. Starting uh, in 1991, I went to work as a controller of an 8A firm after leaving public accounting, and then I was a CFO for another 8A firm um, before I, that was a client of our firm, before I joined the firm to start the government contracts practice. So um, I'm, I'm clearly dating myself by giving you all that information, but um, but I'm realizing at this point I'm going to embrace my uh, my experience um, at, of 30 years working with, with 8A companies. Um, in addition to that, our firm, we work with so many 8A companies and we've seen so many companies that have really benefited by the program. Um, but the key to, to benefiting by the program is really understanding um, what are the requirements for the program? What do you need to do to become 8A certified? Um, what do you have to do to stay in the 8A program? And um, and how to successfully graduate from the 8A program. So we're going to cover uh, a number of those aspects uh, both today and in future uh, in future podcasts. Um, so first, let me just give you a little background on the 8A program. Um, so the Small Business Administration, the SBA, has a number of programs for small businesses. So obviously, they're their role is to help and promote small business in the United States. Um, one of those ways is to create opportunities for federal contracting uh, to small businesses. So um, there's the, the program's been around for a long time uh, within the Small Business Administration um, and within the U.S. federal contracting. There are a number of goals for uh, agencies to contract with small businesses. Um, there's a number of different types of small businesses. There's service disabled veteran owned businesses, hub zone businesses, um, small disadvantaged businesses, uh, which is where the 8A program falls. And there's a goal of contracting at least 5% of the total value of all prime and subcontract awards to small disadvantaged businesses. Um, so within that, the 8A program, which is the, uh, honestly, it's the most, uh, rigorous in terms of the requirements um, and the reporting and compliance than any of the other programs. A lot of the other programs are just self-certifications versus 
The 8A program is an application. There's very specific requirements, which John will talk a little bit about. Um, and but there are tremendous opportunities. So in order to um, if you are in the 8A program, it is a nine year program. Once you uh, meet the submit your application and get approved. Um, so there is a life cycle. Um, some companies can graduate early if they get too large or they're so successful that they don't need the 8A program anymore. Um, but it is a nine year program. And what what it provides, the opportunities it provides is if you are in the 8A program, you could be eligible for up to a $4 million sole source award, and that, that could be multiple sole source awards, where you're not competing with any other firms uh, as long as you're technically qualified and the government can determine that they're getting a fair and reasonable price, you can get a sole source award. There are also many, many contract opportunities that are set aside for 8A firms. So there are pools of contract opportunities that are just eligible to be awarded to, uh, to 8A firms. Um, and some of these contracts uh, can be quite, quite large. Um, any company that is in the 8A program, you have to be a small business. So um, there's requirements. Every government contract has a NAICS code, which is the North American Industrial Classification. Um, for the type of work that the government is going to buy or the product. Um, so most of those NAICS codes are either revenue-based or size uh, or based on the number of employees. Um, so one immediate requirement is that you have to, um, you have to be a small business. Um, but uh, if you do qualify, then, um, then you have a number of different opportunities um, for you. So some of the basic requirements are in order to be in the 8A program, um, you have to be both socially disadvantaged, you have to be a socially disadvantaged individual and an economically disadvantaged individual. John's going to cover more uh, information on what the economic disadvantage requirements are, but on the social disadvantage, so individuals who own companies that are socially disadvantaged are those that have been subjected to racial or ethnic prejudice or cultural bias within American society because of their identities as members of groups um, and without regard to their individual um, qualities. So there are a number of ethnic groups that have, um, that have the presumption of being socially disadvantaged. Um, that includes Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Native Americans, uh, including American Indians, Eskimos, um, Native Hawaiians, and, and others. Um, so you have to meet both the social uh, disadvantage requirement and the economic requirement. Um, in order to uh, apply for the ADA program, there is an eligibility checklist um, of things that have to be, uh, that you have to meet. And so John will talk a little bit about what some of those requirements are. Yeah, thanks, Susan. Uh, so to be economically disadvantaged, uh, the SBA is looking at uh, some of the, the net worth of this of an individual who owns uh, an, an 8A prospect. Um, so the personal net worth has to for this person has to be under seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And this net worth is calculated by the assets that that person owns, but it does not include the ownership interest in, in the company 
the equity in their primary residence or any retirement plans that are subject to an early withdrawal penalty. So all of those are taken out to get to the 750. Also, the person's adjusted average gross income, the AGI over three years, must be $350,000 or less. Uh, and that's an average. Uh, so, you know, as we're making these calculations, we want to make sure that we're on the tr- uh, on the trajectory to keep that under the 350. Um, this the person also must own le- less than six million dollars in total assets. Um, and this is taken at the fair market value of all the assets that they own. Um, and this is th- for this calculation, it does include the primary residence and uh, it does include the value of the of the company that they own. Uh, again, if it if you, if there's a retirement plan that's subject to the early withdrawal penalty, those still do not uh, are not included in the six million. Um, but so there's a few of those few numbers that we have to keep track of as you progress through the 8A program to make sure that you don't graduate prematurely uh, before you know you're ready to to do so. Yep, and a couple things I probably should have said up front. Um, in order to be eligible for the 8A program, so I mentioned you must be a small business. Um, you must not have participated in a previous uh, 8A program, meaning you can't apply twice. You can't be an 8A firm twice. Um, the company must be at least 51% owned and controlled by U.S. citizens who are economically and socially disadvantaged. So those requirements that we just talked about um, it could be one person upon whom the eligibility is based, as long as they own 51% of the company. It could be two people. So if you have, um, just say you have a company that has three owners, and two of those owners meet the social and economic disadvantage requirements, and those two individuals own 60% of the company, and you have a third owner that owns 40% of the company, um, you can qualify for the program. So it doesn't have to be one individual, but you have to have at least 51% ownership controlled by U.S. citizens who are economically and socially um, disadvantaged. Um, other things that are important to uh, to understand is those owners upon whom the eligibility are going to be based, they have to be active in the day-to-day management and operations of the company, making um, long-term decisions, so you can't have a situation where the ownership meets those requirements, but they're not active in the business. Um, and the active in the business should be in this primary business. So they shouldn't have ownership and activities in other business, you know, outside businesses. So you want to show that this is your your full, uh, you know, focus um, is really on the um, on the the 8A program, uh, the 8A company. Um, and there's obviously some other requirements. You, know, you have to have demonstrate good character, show potential for success. So the show potential for success. So there's a there's a general rule that a company should have been in business two years, and the, that requirement is to demonstrate the the ability to be successful. Um, you can get a waiver of that requirement. Um, you would have to demonstrate, you know, there's good reasons why, even though you don't haven't been in business two years, you'll be successful in the 8A program. Um, one of the other th- things that we have seen happen is um, sometimes an individual will acquire an existing business. So there's an existing business, has some history, has some, uh, you know, track record, 
uh, an individual um, that meets the requirements will acquire that company, and that's perfectly, um, you know, fine to do that. Um, so one of the things that is important is um, understanding what those requirements are. The, the SBA, if you haven't looked at the SBA website, um, they actually have a, done a really pretty good job of putting together um, a lot of a lot of good information, um, eligibility overview, some application tips, frequently asked questions. Um, they actually are making it, trying to make it easier. Um, as I mentioned, the ADA program has been around for a long time. Over the last few years, uh, there's actually been a dip in the number of companies getting um, ADA certified. And actually, there was a report um, to Congress uh, about that. And so there were a number of steps that have been put into place to actually make it easier and to try to get more companies ADA certified. So we expect uh, an uptick in that. They are trying to do some things to make it easier. Um, one of the things that they've done is um, they, it used to be if you applied for the 8A program and you um, didn't, weren't successful, they turned you down, then you couldn't reapply for a year. Um, they've actually changed that. It's, it's 90 days. Um, obviously, we don't want to have that to happen. You want to get it right the first time, but, um, but that is a good thing that you don't have to uh, await um, for, for a year. Um, another thing that they've done, which I think is a real positive, is they have centralized the submission process. So there is a central portal. It's Everything is electronic. Uh, but it used to be that you sent your application into whatever the local, the SBA offices where your company was based. And so, you know, you got a lot of different people within the SBA looking at applications um, maybe they didn't have the same level experience. Um, and so, you know, there were probably things that were done differently from, you know, region to region. They did centralize that. So this, there's a group of people that are dedicated to looking at applications um, and processing them. And so I think that's generally um, a good thing. Um, so, John, we work with, you know, a number of companies that um, obviously have, have been in the ADA program, but we also help companies um, apply for the 8A program. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, sort of the financial, you know, what do, what do companies need to be thinking about as far as getting things um, ready? Yeah, so we want to make sure that uh, you have your ducks in a row. So when you, when SBA looks at your application, everything is there, it's in order, and it just gives a first good impression. So we go through, make sure the tax returns are in order, uh, they're filed, they're accurate. Uh, we help put together, you know, personal financial statements uh, to to clarify that we're underneath those thresholds we talked about earlier, but also just to demonstrate um, that that things are, you know, the application is in place, that, that uh, we know what we're doing, we give a good impression to the SBA. Um, as, as you mentioned, you know, you can be rejected and you had to wait, uh, but we, we prefer not to have that happen, even though they cut the, the reappointment reapplication time down to 90 days instead of the, the two years. Um, there's also uh, the SBA website, it's certified.sba.gov has uh, a helpful kind of an eligibility checker. You can go in there and, and um, see if your company is eligible for some of these programs, including the 8A. And uh, that's just a little link that kind of helps you walk through that process, which is helpful. Um, but, uh, you know, 
as as our firm, as we do this, we help companies get everything lined up so that it's not a stressful situation and and we know beforehand whether we're going to be eligible or not. Yeah, and I think you know where we see companies sometimes that have applied and didn't get um, didn't get approved and and you know we start looking at them and so we ask to see the personal financial statement. So it's actually a form. It's a SBA form that you have to use and. Um, oftentimes we see people that have filled those out and there's missing information. They haven't shown things correctly. Um, and so that that personal um, uh, financial statement, which you're going to have to do every year while you're in the program, um, is really a key thing, as well as the, the tax return. So um, as John said, um, best to really line things up ahead of time. Um, in order before you do uh, apply, you do have to be registered in SAM, which is the um, basically the central database for for contracting. So it's uh, SAM dot SAM.gov. So you you must be registered in that. It's you don't need any help. You don't need to pay somebody to do that. I, I see these um, companies that will help you do that. It's a very simple, straightforward uh, process to get registered. But that is something that um, that does um, need to happen. The, um, you know, one thing that is important uh, when you apply, you need to meet the requirements in both fact and appearance. And so fact is obviously you meet the requirements that we outlined, um, but but in appearance also. Um, you wanna be careful that, you know, your website doesn't um, say something other than the story that you are presenting to the SBA. And that may sound, you know, pretty basic, but, um, you know, they do look at those things. They do some Google searches. They, you know, will look at, are is this individual actually running the company? Um, and so it's important that, that um, you know, you meet the requirements, again, in fact, and, um, and application and appearance. Once you submit your application and it gets approved, then, um, then you are in the 8 program, and as I mentioned, it is a nine-year program. Um, you do have to submit annual updates, and there's a number of other requirements, um, but you are then eligible for your first uh, 8A contracts. And again, uh, 8A sole source, uh, not, many, not many businesses have the opportunity to be awarded up to a $4 million contract without competition. So um, this is, uh, again, our first... Um, you know, overview of the 8A program. Uh, we work with, uh, literally, we've worked with hundreds of 8A firms um, over the years. In fact, some of our very largest government contractors today started in the 8A program. So uh, we're very bullish on it. Um, we think it is a tremendous opportunity for companies that meet the requirements um, and, you know, happy to, happy to help companies um, through that process, either, you know, the initial um, requirements for the 8A, you know, to apply, but then throughout the 8A program. So uh, with that, John, we will probably uh, call it a call it a wrap on this uh, podcast, but we will uh, we'll have uh, another one coming up soon that'll talk about uh, after you're in the 8A program. Great. Thanks so much, everyone.